Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast daily. It is a Tuesday and it's a normal one in that Bill Landis gets, to, well, we both get to go back, but Bill Landis gets to give his uh, insight and predictions and questions and insight analysis, evaluations, hopes and dreams of mm. what we learn from Ryan Day <laughs> on a Tuesday in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. That is, of course, the one and only Bill Landis. I am Austin Ward. Ohio State is going to have Ryan Day available today and then tomorrow is uh more of not a full team, but expecting a, a large array of starters, um, sort of a team media day on campus before they have one down in Atlanta in a couple of weeks time. So the floor is open for Bill to go out and get a bunch of information. I'm going to try to, but I wrote about the questions that I have on my mind on Monday at ohiostate.rivals.com. This show is about Bill. When did that happen, by the way? I feel like I when know. we first set this set this out, it was like, oh, we're going to talk about the questions we have. And now it's just like Bill's questions. It's like, what? Well, it's a lot I don't of know. pressure. You know what I mean? I, but I, you know, I think people just care more about what's on your mind because you're, you're much more inquisitive <laughs> than me. You know, oh, you that's have better, not true. you have better questions. I mean, that's, I, that's and I, certainly not true. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, but I just write mine already and I just feel silly yeah. saying the same ones over. I think I think maybe what I don't like is the, the the handful of times we do this where you don't get the chance to read your questions beforehand, <laughs> uh, which is what's happening now. So I feel like I'm it's I'm in the dark a little bit. Uh, I I have questions. I have many questions. Um, I'm I'm a little I'm a little at a loss for like what we should be talking about now. And actually, I'd be curious on your thoughts on that too, because I think a, a strong suit of yours is like knowing when to push the buttons. Um, and I think there's like, there's a pretty robust NIL conversation. I think we need to have have with Ryan day is Tuesday, the right time to do that. Um, now that we have resolution on Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think there's probably a conversation to be had about that and how that was handled and how it shook out, uh, whatever they're willing to share, which I would assume is probably not very much is now the right time for that. Or is that more of an off season thing? It's like, cause they're playing, preparing to play a playoff semifinal. It's like, I would love to talk about that, but there are these like ancillary things out there where it's like, well, do like, should we kind of divert course and go into this? Or should we talk about the bulldogs and Georgia and the peach bowl? Like I I have questions about all of it, but I, I struggling at the moment to know exactly which direction to go. Yeah. I think I tried to make this point to some people last week. I, I think that in some ways, Ohio state, like taking last week off, from all media did a disservice to the program on a number of fronts. And, and a, it was shifting the conversation away from the game and giving some documented evidence that this team is excited for the playoff, which we know that they are, but it was another full week where we didn't have anything to talk about except looking back at November 26th. The secondary part of that is some of the things that you're talking about. You know, Gene Smith put out his statement last Thursday. Maybe Ryan day would have, I think there is definitely a part of Ryan Day that wants to talk about what is going on with name, image, and likeness in recruiting. That seems like it would have been a much better time. There wasn't a great sense of urgency. They weren't in the game plan phase yet uh, for getting ready for the Peach Bowl. Um, That would have been another opportunity to change the conversation with someone who's intimately involved in all that stuff. Plus, you have, you know, you could get into Kevin Wilson, Jackson Smith Mm -hmm. and Jigba, Keenan Bailey. There were a lot of things that had to be addressed. And part of what Tuesday's today's press conference is supposed to be about is accepting an invitation to the Peach Bowl. And they will want, you know, that conversation to be about the college football playoff. 
But for Ohio State, it seems pretty unlikely that that game on you know December 13th is going to trump all these other things that have gone on in the last two weeks since or eight days or I don't even know at this point how long it's been since Ryan Day spoke. But they had a lot of things that they needed to address. And I don't know that the PR strategy throughout this entire year has been the best that it could been. And that's not that's not about Jerry Emig. That's the school as a whole has made puzzling decisions about how to handle this. And sometimes like they don't love it, but it's getting in front of a microphone can be a significant thing for your program. And it doesn't take a lot of time or effort. It doesn't. I think um, the calendar is, is heavily influential in that as well. Like Ryan Day was on the road recruiting all last week. They were in New York for the Heisman Trophy with CJ. Yep. Um, in past years, I guess they would have been in Atlanta or wherever for the college football award show that I guess is, is a little different now than it, than it has been in years past. So like there's, there's all these things that are sort of getting jammed into a pretty short period of time. <laughs> now you add, you add like the transfer portal craziness and NIL on top of that. Uh, that we need to talk about. And also, since the last time we talked to Ryan Day, as you said, they lost their offensive coordinator and, and made a decision to replace him on the staff. And like, we, I guess we, you can say, like, well, we talked to Ryan Day on Sunday when they got into the playoff. Like, that's true. But like, they got into the playoff that day. <laughs> what, what else? <laughs> what, like, you want to talk about that, right? Like, they had just lost to Michigan and they're like, have this opportunity for redemption. Like, of course, you're going to want to talk about that in, in that moment. It's just like, and it's, Maybe people are reading this like rolling their eyes, like what are you like what are you talking about? What are you complaining about? And and I think maybe the idea is like we we just want to make sure we're setting ourselves up to get the best possible information for for you all who listen to this. So like a lot of kind of time and place thought and strategy go into like when is the appropriate time to ask a question to get the best possible answer so that you're not all asking us like hey what's up with this this and this like we all have the same questions too. Um, It's just you know. Some, I think I think we've been doing it long enough to know, like, hey, if I ask this question, like, it's not going to get an answer, and I just wasted everyone's time, right? Yeah, we. So. I mean, we we like to work, right? I think people have, you know, raised this topic on OhioState.Rivals.com. Like, this is our our livelihood. We are around Ohio State every single day, and I can't speak for everyone, but I know that you and I want to do the best possible job that we can, and we pride ourselves on doing so. And part of that, part of that requires being able to get information without press conferences, mm-hmm. and we certainly uh, do our best to do that. But the other part of it is being around there to provide the rest of the coverage that this fan base wants, because we know that there's a bottomless appetite for it. And I think sometimes this program has done itself no favors by the way that it handles that. And look, they they would be the one of the most interesting and uh, provocative programs in the country, whether we had this job or not. Um, but I do think a big part of it is that you have to keep those people engaged. And I personally didn't want to spend all of last week continuing to talk about the Michigan game, because I do think that this program uh, is leaning into that second shot at life and new perspective by getting a mulligan into the playoff. And I was ready to stop talking about, what happened in that game and move on to even if it's, you know, signing day stuff or the transfer portal, at least things that are looking towards the future, but, but definitely what that roster, how healthy it's going to be, what it's going to look like on new year's Eve, because for as important as the 2023 roster is, this team's playing for a national championship opportunity in 
whatever it is, 19 days. So yeah, that, that, um, you should want your, your fan base engaged by that. I, I think so too. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a hard decision, decisions to make. I'm not sure. It seems rather cut and dry to me. I guess like if I were a fan too, or, or if I'm talking to a fan, I would say like all of the questions that you had coming out of the Michigan game, I think were largely very valid and do deserve some, some introspection and, and some, some um, answers, frankly. Uh, I just like it gets tabled. They'll be there after the playoff to like, they're not going to go away. They, the context can change tremendously uh, <laughs> depending on what Ohio state does here in the next two games. Um, but those questions just sort of tabled for the moment. So I, I guess I want to make the point that, like, we're not, not ignoring all that stuff. I think there's, there's some valid questions that stem from that game, but there's also valid questions that could be answered on December 31st. And, and uh, maybe that is one of my, kind of prevailing thoughts in my head at the moment if we if were to kind of narrow in a little more on the task at hand for Ohio State it's maybe what Ryan Day thinks of the offensive performance on some of these stages and he was asked a little bit about that on Sunday um, Tim May I believe it was just sort of like through the point totals at Ryan from some of these bigger games and, and Ryan didn't really talk about it in, in a meaningful way he just sort of said like well you got to score points to win these games it's like yeah of course you do but you know if you look at the last two Michigan games and his first college football playoff appearance. This is not applicable to the second time when they pants Clemson in that game. And it was like the best game he coached, but mm-hmm. the other time he was there and, and his last two games against Michigan, the offense has, has missed the mark a little bit and, and particularly has just not scored enough, has not fared off, had fared well enough in the, in the red zone um, to be more specific, plenty of yards, like nothing, nothing alarming there. They move the ball. They just didn't score. So like without asking him to divulge the game plan, I do wonder if he'd be willing to be um, maybe a little bit reflective on on what's been missing in some of those games so that Ohio State can kind of maximize its offensive output against Georgia. Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds, and I guess both of them can be correct. Um, you know, there have certainly been three or four examples throughout this year where I've thought like, uh, and you and I have both had these conversations where you more with the running game and me maybe lack of creativity overall there was just a, a predictable flow, predictable vibe, predictable, uh, just flat out predictable nature to the Ohio State offense at times. And it didn't seem like uh, Ryan Day was uh, maximizing the play calling to the level that we'd seen previously. I don't necessarily think that was the problem against Michigan. I I do tend to agree that looking back on it and the plays that whether it was execution of catching the football execution mm-hmm. of putting the football on Cade Stover, whether that was uh, costly penalties uh, from the offensive line and trying to go tempo. Like I did think that the Michigan game came down more to execution than some of the other things. I think there is a part that's we, we've talked about. That's true that maybe head coaches aren't able to be the offensive play caller and win national championships. That's again, something that could change on December 31st and beyond, but the evidence up to this date suggests that, it's not very likely. It hasn't happened in the college football playoff era. I don't think that was the problem on November 26th. So uh, I don't expect any, I don't, it's definitely not going to change for the Georgia game. Ryan Day is going to call the plays. We know that they're not going to, you know, scrap all of that, but you know, I, and it's also not to say that that was just a complete one-off bad day performance from the team. Like they, they've done a lot of things that put themselves in a position to win and they didn't execute them. So I, I think that's why it's hard for him to answer 
hard for Ryan Day to answer those questions when he was asked about it um, a week ago because he probably feels like there are some things that he didn't do well enough. He also feels like maybe that the overall body of work, the spots that he put them in, should have been good enough for Ohio State to win. Yeah. And became kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think back. Like I, I don't recall in like the 2019 Fiesta Bowl thinking like, oh man, their play calling was terrible. Uh, it was like, like J.K. Dobbins like slipped one time and like dropped the touchdown pass. I think on a wheel route another time. Um, I think what I was like critical of in those moments is like, okay, you caught up a good play, it didn't work, and then you just decided to kick a field goal from inside the ten yard line, right? Um, and that's happened at other times too. It's not, it's not so much, um, I guess the action or the immediate action. Sometimes it's the, it's the response from Ryan Day that I feel like is a little lacking. Maybe he gives up on things a little too much or isn't he's aggressive to a point and then maybe doesn't take it to quite to the level that it needs to get to to make sure that you are scoring touchdowns in games like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think you make good points. It's like, you know, the stuff the stuff against Michigan this year, I think was largely well drawn up. But then also, I, I feel like I could ask a question like, why aren't you drawing those up for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Why are you, why are you yeah. drawing them up for Xavier Johnson and, and Kate Stover and not your best player? So there's, there's or kicking the side goal, the fake yeah, punt. Right. Yeah. I, right. I'm with so, you on that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's I mean there's two sides of that coin and and like the execution stuff people don't want to hear but it's real it happens. Um, I think all of it largely is a reflection of of the head coach. Like you have to get your guys in, in the mental space to execute in those situations, but you can't go out there and catch the football for them. So that that happens too. So I, I don't want to I don't want to ask that question and then make it come off as like I think there's one simple answer and it's Ryan Day needs to be better. I think it's more more complicated and nuanced than that, but. Some of these big games, I think, like his decision making has been a bit puzzling to me. But I don't, I don't think he'd cop to that either. At least not in a press conference before the Peach Bowl. But um, <laughs> I, I It'd be I amazing would, if he did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> just my bad, guys. It was me. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. I promise. Uh, I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. But sometimes it's just sort of like picking his brain on stuff like that to kind of get a feel for for where he's at with things. But um, going into a game like this, I can't imagine he's going to be all that willing to uh, divulge his thoughts on trying to beat uh what might be the best defense in the country yeah probably not um, yeah last week you talked about uh how ohio state could try to defend the best tight end tandem in the country so we've already we've covered that we talked a little bit about mayan williams i don't know if maybe we spent enough time with what decision ohio state is going to have to arrive to probably quickly i don't know that they could wait till december 26 when they get to atlanta and be like well Matthew Jones is going to be a game time mm-hmm. decision. I don't think that would work um, personally. So we're probably not going to get a clear answer on that on Tuesday, although maybe a better chance of that on Wednesday when more of the team is around. But what they expect to do at guard, I think, is probably a pretty big deal because uh, going into that game as a game time decision for Matthew Jones and then trying both Enoch Vamahi and Josh Fryer, I don't think did Ohio State any favors either. It didn't. I, I I guess the one good thing that came out of that is that if if Matthew Jones can't play, then like I just think it has to be Josh Fryer. Um, and Enoch, he was fine. Like, and he had been good prior to that. Um, I just felt like he got exposed maybe a, a little bit, in particular like one one play where he was trying to pass protect and like CJ almost got sacked and, and threw an incomplete pass. I think to Xavier Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like Josh Fryer had a little bit better body of work in that game. 
And if you weren't totally sure who the right guy was going into it, I think I think you probably should have come out of it feeling pretty good about who would be that guy going into that situation. But I agree with you. It can't be like can be like touch and go when you're in Atlanta. Like, oh, let's see if Matt can practice. It's like, no, yeah. I think I think you need to know probably sometime this week, next week, so you can start to build that body of work for Josh Fryer if it is him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what like when we, we saw Matthew Jones on crutches after the Maryland game. I I thought to myself like, oh well, his season must be over. Um, there's a long time between the Michigan game and and this game on December 31st for for him to heal, assuming it wasn't anything serious, but um. And then, but then it's the question of like, well, if he can play, at what level is he? Is a seventy percent Matthew Jones better than a presumably hundred percent Josh Fryer? Like, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But that is a major lingering question going against this defensive line and Jalen Carter in particular. Because I can promise you one thing: if there's any uncertainty up front, that's where <laughs> Jalen Carter is going to line up. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think you have to make those you have to make those decisions as soon as you're able. If you're Ohio State, and look, the part that's in the back of my mind is Matthew Jones has left no doubt about his toughness. The fact that he was even able to go warm up and try to be a game time decision against Michigan was uh, stunning to me, based mm-hmm. on what I had seen seven days prior with him hobbling out on crutches with a walking boot on his leg. I thought, well, that he's finally reached his limit because he'd been hurt all year. The foot injury, he had it going into week one. He had on the you know clown shoe. <laughs> on his and and had worn that all year like it was incredible pain tolerance and uh remarkable toughness and all of that is true um but you know now there's a different dynamic at play which as you said you've seen josh fryer do this in a couple games enoch Mahi's come off the bench maybe the pecking order there is uh in their mind jones fryer then Vamahi, but if if there's a clear difference in the health between number one and number two, this is probably a game where you lean towards being healthier. And if you have to go to an emergency situation and break that glass for the toughness of Matthew Jones, maybe do that. But it's hard for me to sit here right now knowing that that foot situation that he had all year was probably not healed from November 26th through December 31st. I think it's probably going to require something more than just time off for that to get right. Um, if that's lingering there, plus what he dealt with after the Maryland game, that makes it hard for me to envision. But we'll see as the weeks a week goes on, and then next week, and then even a couple open viewing periods in Atlanta once we get that. So that'll mm. be a real nice treat. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, you have to Facetime me. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> so I can watch the practice uh, and see what's going on <laughs> on the offensive line. Um, one one other guy, I guess it's it's not an injury situation, but one other guy that I am interested in asking Ryan Day about is Dallin Hayden and just why the the thought process of inserting Chip Trainum into the Michigan game when he really hadn't played all year. Not that he played well. Like I'm, I, I guess in the end that wasn't a bad decision because Chip, Chip did play well, and I probably make the argument maybe we should have ran him a little more in that game. Um, but why, like, Dowling, what, did he get two carries in that game? He just, like, disappeared from the yeah. from the plan after running for, like, 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, just looking really good, and, like, he gave the offense another gear. So I, I found that puzzling, and we have not really had a chance to address that yet with Ryan Day. So um, I'm hoping maybe that comes up on Tuesday. Plus, I'm sure he'll be really excited about uh, some of the social media accounts posting rumors about Tennessee offering mm. huge amounts of money to Dallin Hayden to get him 
to enter the transfer portal. I bet he'll really want to dive into that one. Yeah, well, then that, that will lead us naturally to our name, image, likeness conversation. It needs to happen. So it's all it's all coming together. All right. Yeah, perfect. That'll be a really fun <laughs> conversation. I'm sure that the Chick-fil-A CEO or the Chick-fil-A Bowl CEO is like going to be really excited to have these conversations about uh, fixing college football's calendar, which makes for a truly insane month for the coaching staff, which that was my final question uh, of the five that I had this week. Is like between finishing up the signing class, name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, Kevin Wilson leaving, it's like that was just three days yeah last week. Right. <laughs> like it, juggling it all is crazy uh and these guys rarely they don't get that much time off of the course of the year just because of the way the calendars change but boy december specifically is when they make those big bucks because there's not a lot of opportunity for them to to take their foot off the gas yeah, I do want you look at some of these photos and when these coaches are on home visits and you're like, has that guy slept in like four, <laughs> four days? So maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we'll get a sleepy Ryan day. I'm sure he's like wired on Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something at this, this time of year. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I forgot like last, last Monday and Tuesday felt like a month. So I can't, and I like, we, like, we were just a casual outside observers, like waiting to see what happened. I cannot imagine being in it, in it fully the way these guys are. Yeah, that w- that's going to be a no for me, dog. I'm out on that. That's <laughs> I, I need to get some sleep. These guys keep me up in, at night anyway. So <laughs> um, I don't know if I could handle that, but I'll keep covering it because I love to. And uh, it, it beats uh, doing just about anything else. We'll be sure back does. in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center to do just that. For OhioState.Rivals.com and the podcast uh, later on on Tuesday. There will be the return of some snappy Jays with Berm. We're ready. It's getting closer. The Peach Bowl, Ohio State, Georgia, uh, another day closer. For Bill, I'm Austin. This is the podcast daily for Tuesday. We will talk to you later.